Hey, everybody, Dave Hagen here. What's all this stuff about inflation? Is there anything we can do? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, or the TFWP, as we like to call it. This is Dave Hagan coming to you from Topanga, California. Uh, today, we've got our engineer in the booth in Van Nuys, and we've got Big Nick Appel coming to us from San Diego. Hey, Nick, how you doing? Dave, it's good to see you. Another week, another dollar. Always good. I don't know about you, but I get kind of jazzed about putting these together. Um, you know, I, I, have, I have thoughts during the week about, oh, we could talk about this or that. And and to set it up and lay it out and get all the technical stuff put in place, it's you know, it's kind of a lot of work. But when we finally get to the mic, I don't know about you, I I dig it. I look forward to it. Well, is your mic worth more this week than it was a year ago? <laughs> to buy it, it would be, wouldn't it? To buy it, it would be. I took the car into uh, uh, one of our cars, a, a Chevy Volt, into the Chevy dealership and was getting my $49 oil change. And I'm walking out to a coffee shop and I walk by a whole bunch of used cars and I'm starting looking at them going, wow, this is kind of cool. And they had a row of uh, four Chevy Tahoes. Chevy makes nice products. Tahoe's a great product. Uh, but I'm looking at these big pieces of metal and I saw a 2021 Chevy Tahoe. So it's a year, year and a half old. And I think it was uh, $72,000 for a used car, $72,000. And then I had to remember, oh, that's right. One, the used car market's hugely inflated right now. Uh, as a reaction to COVID and two, this inflation thing is coming at us. And so I've got to be ready to expect that. And, and, you know, in my mind, I was going, oh, that's a pretty red one. I wonder if I could do that. Um, when my head took over, it said, hey, stupid, don't buy used anything for $72,000. That's crazy. Unless maybe it's a Tesla. But other than that, don't buy used anything for, for that amount of money. So I kept, I kept going progressively down the road to the older and older and more used ones. I actually saw one that was 36 grand, which I thought was a much better deal, but it's still a lot for a car with 60,000 miles on it. It's a tough market out there. Tough market. Well, let's get to today's topic. You know, this inflation thing, it is such a bummer. A few weeks ago, I went out to breakfast just to get a couple eggs, some bacon, some hash browns and toast. That's kind of one of the things I like to do, kind of get my head together in the morning, sketch out some things I want to get moving through the day. And I can do it at a place where it's quiet. No one bothers me um, except for the person who takes the order and brings the coffee. And when I got the bill, it was $16. For a couple of eggs, toast, and hash browns, $16. And then I added a cup of coffee, and it was, you know, pretty much standard coffee shop coffee. This wasn't a 
frappa hoo hoo or a latte orama. This was just a, a cup of coffee. And I walked out the door with a, a $20 breakfast bill before tip. And I'm going, wow, this inflation thing. I'm not digging this. I heard, I heard Warren Buffett saying um, a year and three months ago, hey, this inflation thing's real and it's coming up. He said it during the shareholders meeting that was held um, over the internet. Uh, this is the one before last because the last one was live. And he said, this inflation thing, you guys get ready for this because it's coming. We're seeing it in the cost of goods in our businesses. And I, oh yeah, yeah, Warren, what, whatever. But it's here and it's tough and it's brutal. And it made me decide that I, I just really didn't like going out for eggs and breakfast so much anymore, at least at, at that price. Um, and I've stayed home for the most part and made my own breakfast since then. And while a $20 breakfast won't break me, I mean, clearly not. Any of us, it's not going to break us. It did affect my decision-making process in a very minor way, but did affect it. And of course, if other people end up feeling the same way, it's going to create a trend or dare I say a tidal wave. Have you had any experiences like this, Nick? Oh, definitely. Um, at least in the housing experience, um, I leased my two bedroom in downtown San Diego for 2,700 last year. And a similar unit in my building is going for 3,400 this year. Up a thousand so, I mean, bucks in a about, year. Is that right? Up a thousand bucks in a year for a two bedroom in San up, Diego. Up a thousand dollars. Brutal. Brutal. I mean, how can this, how can they be doing this to us? Right. It's rude. That's nah, rude. It's terrible. Um, you know, we all know it's inflation, but, but, but how's it happening? Um, inflation is, is classically defined as a rise in consumer prices um, that as a result, lowers your, your spending ability, um, especially if you have a, a fixed um, source of income. And I don't know about you, but I've never really uh, understood inflation. I've always thought, well, why can't people just keep prices the same? Why don't we just all agree that everything's going to be the same? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be great? No inflation. But in a free oh, market I economy, wish. that's not going to happen, you know? Or we could uh, have the government do back when, um, mm -hmm, was it when Nixon was president? And um, there was some kind of edict came from Washington and it was like a price freeze. And uh, that was their attempt at that point to, to deal with inflation. Uh, we've had a couple of really inflationary times in, um, in this country. And, and it cuts, you know, it, it cuts really deep. But when demand exceeds supply, prices are going to go up, at least theoretically. And when prices go up, in theory, people will buy less in theory and in theory the economy will slow down certainly my economy of eggs in the morning with bacon and hash browns <laughs> slowed down you know dave i'll say a 20 dollar breakfast is a lot without champagne now if you're champagning i get it yeah i don't i don't champagne before work but uh on the weekend it sounds pretty good hey <laughs> <laughs> now you know um our, our engineer Scott was telling me before we started recording that he was over at the mall and saw a Whopper um, available for 14 bucks. 
I mean, are you kidding me? All, I mean, all I can say about that is that that's really a whopper. 14 bucks for a, a sandwich that just blows me away, blows me away. But this is what we are experiencing, uh, demand exceeding supply and the price going up. Now, it hardly seems like um, demand would be at an all-time high because people haven't been working as much over the last two years with, with COVID. And with all the money that's flushed through the uh, country, this isn't really the case. And the economists are telling us that, you know, demand is, is going through the roof, that people have money in their pockets. Um, for those of you that don't follow these kinds of things, that the bankruptcy filing rate is at an all-time low, like 20%, even lower than last year. So uh, that leads you to believe that there are fewer people experiencing pain potentially. But what this is going to do is, you know, drive up the price of, of goods um, as it tries to deal with this supply. I mean, if nothing else, look at this. We've talked about several times the great resignation because people, the lower income of the income strata, are just not willing to show up and do those kinds of jobs for that kind of pay anymore. And I love that because supply and demand means that people are going to be get paid more, especially in line and commensurate with the kind of work that they do. And that's a good thing, but it means the cost of labor attached to the, the, the price to produce goods or the cost to produce goods will go up and that will lead us into this uh, inflation. So it's a, it's a real problem. Now, I know a lot of you are listening to Nick and I go on and on and on about this, and you want us to get to the, the meat of the coconut, if you will. I, I heard LBJ used to say that. Let's get to the meat of the coconut. What can you do? Well, number one, um, we know you can't buck the trend. I know that you just can't go out to your friends and go, let's all agree that we won't charge more for what we do. That's not going to work. Inflation's too powerful of a force that we can do much on our own. Uh, and once it gets going, it's like trying to swim against an ocean current. So one, you can't do anything to deal with the trend there. This is going to have to be done um, on a much a larger basis. Number two, you can examine your spending habits and your lifestyle. Now, I hate to do this because it's always the first thing that's that's mentioned. Hey, live on less. Remember, Nick, when we were talking about how to develop excess money um, every month for your emergency fund or for your long-term savings or your retirement or anything else, the first thing we always say, hey, hey, live on less. That's really easy to say, and it's the toughest to do. And oh, yeah. It's, it's the first thing that you know most personal finance articles um, discuss. And I really don't want to focus on that too much, even though it's the number two thing that, that we're talking about. Um, well, I mean, Dave, I mean, it's also common sense, right? It I mean, is. I, I mean, just look at your habits, you know, just meal prep on Sunday for the week instead of going out to lunch every day. Right. Um, you know, right. similar habits like that. Big way to save bucks, by the way. And um, it's not something that I ever did until the last three, four, five years. But yeah, yeah. I, and, and you know, also people are asking, you know, you want me to live on less, but how much less can I 
comfortably afford to live on. I mean, I mean there, there's people who have already cut back their lifestyles, but um, it's something that we should always look at. You know, doing without Starbucks is always the poster child of, of living on less. We did an, we did an episode, um, um, you know, a couple of months ago about this. Um, go back and look at episode 513. I think we called it poor Starbucks. And we talked about the fact that they were the poster child for living on less. But for true TFWP people, it should be about making thoughtful choices, not necessarily doing without. And I think that's a critical uh, distinction for people to think about. We should always be looking at how we could live more efficiently um, and still enjoy the same lifestyle. We should always be looking at holes in our bucket, if you will, ways that you can save money, ways that money's dropping out the bottom of your bucket. And so I think it's always something that's worthy to talk about as we have many times in the, in the past. But just to highlight a couple of a couple of thoughts. One, um, you know, you might think about going out less, or if you go out a little less, you know, maybe a few less drinks. I think drinks at some restaurants are approaching twenty bucks, which I find is absolutely appalling. I remember back in the day, you go to Vegas, walk into a casino, and if you didn't get a free drink at the table, you could go to a bar and, and get a drink for like two bucks. Dave, uh, I that will. Day's over. Dave. Dave, Dave, hear me out on this one. Yeah. I I just had a date the other day. We went to a very nice Mexican restaurant and margaritas were $17 each. Wow. Wow. Inflation, inflation, my man. I can, I can mix a pretty fine custom Margie at home for a lot less than (laughs) 17 bucks. And I'm talking, you know, first line liquor and fresh limes and bartender uh, syrup and the, the whole nine yards for a you're, lot less than that. You're enticing me. <laughs> well, you know, we're in California. There's nothing like a, a, a <laughs> margarita. What can I say? But people can look at these kinds of things and make conscious decisions. You know, yes, you can drink less coffee. You know, um, maybe you don't buy as many frappa wing wings or whatever they are over there but um less coffee is an option i was i was for a time um meeting some people at a coffee shop not for a time for a lot of years and even though i was just getting a coffee i was i was running a bill because i was over there maybe 20 22 times um, a month and now that i don't do that and of course now that a small coffee has gone to 245 um, I've decided that I'll just uh, drink a, a Starbucks K cup at the house, or start with a a, a pot of Starbucks coffee um, at the house, and I've saved a whole bunch of money. My lifestyle hasn't changed that much. Now, uh, bear in mind that we have a Starbucks like right next to the office, which is both good and bad. It, it's good because there's a Starbucks right next to the office. It's bad because there's a Starbucks right next to the office. And it's so enticing just every day to go, yeah, you know, I, I need another, uh, what do I drink? Uh, 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 a non-fat latte with a sprinkle on the top. That, that's kind of what I tend to, to drink. But uh, I can do without it. I did. And it was, it, was, it, was good for the, it was good for the monthly spend. And I got to tell you, you know, my, my wife would come in with the credit card bill because I'd run it off 
uh, on the credit card. She go, look at this, look at this coffee bill. And I'd say, honey, you know, it's not, it's not liquor. It's not gambling. It's, it's not nudie joints. It, it's just coffee. It's just coffee. We should be glad about that. You know, here's another one. Um, walking rather than driving and using gas. So using the, you know, the time that it takes to get somewhere as, as part of your workout. Um, I've always tried to park away from the front of the store so that I'm forced to walk a little bit, not so much for the exercise, but so that people won't bang into my car as they get out. But it's also got a physical exercise component to it. And if you need to go somewhere and you need to work out, you could, you could walk rather than uh, using gas. Dave, know, something to think about. Dave, are you getting in your 10,000 steps a day? Speaking of exercise, you know, I don't think I've ever gotten in 10,000 steps, but I no I kidding. Seem, yeah, I do seem to think I spend a lot of time, you know, sweating on the treadmill and stuff. So, yeah, that's how I try and get mine in. I mean, I'm, I'm already back on the treadmill, Nick. I'm uh, 12 weeks, 13 weeks, 12 or 13 weeks out from having how's my, your hip, how's having your my hip, hip doing? replaced. It's I don't even think about it anymore. Just jump on the treadmill and go. It's well, if people don't, if people don't know, Mr. Dave Hagen is robotic. He's had a double <laughs> hip replacement. Both of them are metal. One, yeah. one after another. Well, it was 11 years, but yeah, they've, they've both <laughs> been replaced. And you know what the cool thing is? Um, for the most recent one, uh, they, they actually cut the ball of the femur off. And um, I asked him if I could take it home. So um, on the mantle at home, I've, I've got the ball of my femur in a, in a little container full of formaldehyde. And um, it's a great discussion starter when you have folks <laughs> over. <laughs> so you like that? What do you, what do you think that is? Yeah, that's, uh, that's the ball of my femur. We had, uh, we had some good years together. <laughs> it's crazy what they can do. and even when you you know get a little broken down you can get fixed and you can walk and you can use it as an excuse to to save some gas here's another way to save some money fewer streaming channels you know this is the new phenomenon just five dollars ten dollars whatever what started off as kind of netflix as a dvd or blu-ray rental program turned into a streaming situation and then prime jumped in and you got it for free if you subscribe to amazon prime and now there's hulu and youtube tv and oh what are some of the others oh paramount plus Uh, we just subscribed to that because we saw the firm or the offer what an incredible show um we've we've got some others down there too up on the up on the screen Uh, but everyone wants five ten bucks everyone will give you a month or so for free but now, I mean, now we're now we're rolling up on a hundred, hundred and something for the streamers, plus the the internet access, plus plus plus, and it starts to become you know a serious amount of money. So we're going to look at that and say, you know, are there some that we can choose to do that? Oh, Disney's another one. Disney's another one. They just got through doing Obi Wan Kenobi, and uh, it gets to the point where that it's too much. In fact. Um, you know, last night I wanted to go back to a movie that we had watched part of, and there were so many streaming services that I, I didn't even know how to find the movie. I couldn't go back and find it. So clearly we've, we've got too many. Fortunately, you can turn them on and off on 30 days notice, but that's always something that we can go back and, and, and look at. 
And, you know, as you're making these decisions, you know, if you go, wow, I can't do without fewer drinks. Well, that's fine. That's cool. Uh, then maybe you want to trade that for some coffee from home or something like that. The point is make a, make a conscious choice from a position of, of knowledge. Number three, um, it seems obvious, like you said, Nick, but make more money, you know, that's another way to deal with inflation. Although, again, it's something that we should always have our eye on. Um, things like, uh, hey, you want to do a side gig for a, way, uh, for a while? I don't think you can do a side gig and, and work a real hard full-time job, but you could do a side gig or maybe it's something that you dig. Um, maybe you could you know, buy and sell crap on the internet as a hobby. I mean, I bought stuff from eBay and I, I know they, these are people that went to, you know, um, I guess garage sales on the weekend for kicks and picked up something that thought was a good value and they throw it up and sell it. And guys like me go, uh, I'll take that. I'll take that wooden carved fish off your hands. Um, but you could do that. You could find a way to make an existing hobby pay, or you could choose another hobby that you like that pays. So there's some things that you could do there. Of course, you can always ask for a raise. You just walk in and say, you know, I'd, I'd like a raise, but be prepared to show that's what the inflation rate is specifically and how that's affecting you and explain to your boss that you're now living a lesser lifestyle by 8% because the inflation rate the last year has been 8% through no fault of your own. And, and certainly you, your employer doesn't want you to live, um, if you're doing a good job, doesn't want you to live a, a lesser lifestyle, especially one that's 8%. By the way, inflation's always kind of been around for us. I mean, it's been, what, 3%, not a lot. It's only a couple of times that it's been so high and up into this 10% this, this number. But uh, you can always ask for a raise. You know, I, I worked for a place and um, finally, after a couple of years, I went in and said, well, you know, I need a raise. And they said, well, our policy is, we only give raises when someone asks. And I thought, what a, what a cheap ass thing J just to run on somebody until they're out of breath. But that's, that's the way they were. And that's the way it was. And not so much like that anymore, but don't, don't be afraid to ask. Although don't go in every Friday either. Right, Nick? I mean, it's easy for a business owner to say that <laughs> yeah, right. as an, as an employee, it's much different to go in and ask for a raise. I mean, I'm kind of trepidatious to do it, wow. um, but I, I feel like many employees are. I mean, personally, I believe that it's a very nerve wracking situation. Many people don't like confrontation and they feel that their job might be on the line. Yeah, no, I get that. And especially if you think your your position's on the bubble, it's tough to go in and ask. And, and, and maybe rightly so, if your position's on the bubble, you're on the bubble, but um, you got to be prepared to live a lifestyle that's 8% smaller, not truly 8% because all of your spend is not necessarily affected by uh, inflation, but um, you need to be prepared to, to get by on, on less. If you don't figure you're in a place where you can, you know, ask for more. Here's a, here's another one. I bonds. Now I bonds are all the rage in financial planning circles. Did you know about I bonds, Nick? Do you know anything about those? Dave, I have no idea. You know, I I, I got to tell you, I didn't know about them until recently either, but um, apparently it's a big deal. Go to treasurydirect.gov 
treasurydirect.gov. And basically, you can get a savings bond that pays interest plus the inflation rate adjusted twice per year. So it's a way to hedge a little bit against inflation. If inflation goes up a lot, you're going to get more on this bond. Now, you can do them in increments as low as $25 and as large as $10,000. But if you had, say, $10,000 and you bought I-bonds with that, that would cover a large portion of your spend, your monthly spend. Well, in this case, it would be yearly, but spend on you know food and those kinds of things, things that are you need to to pay for every month and which are certainly subject to uh you know inflation and it's a great way to hedge against that a little bit um you can withdraw without a penalty after a year but you got to leave it there for at least a year but at least this would cover some part of your spend it would be dialed in um, and connected to inflation so financial planning people um are advising people to well, not people, their clients, to take a look at this and consider this as part of their overall expenditure. Like I said, I didn't even know about it. You learn, when you think you know everything, that's when you learn and stuff, right, Nick? Yes, exactly, Dave. Here's another one, number five. And this relates to a question that Warren Buffett was asked at the annual shareholders meeting a couple months ago in Omaha, someone said, what do you think you can do to minimize the effect of inflation on your personal finances? And, and Buffett thought for a minute and he said, develop a special skill that people can't or choose not to do without and that they can't replicate. And I thought that was an interesting response. Develop a skill that people can't replicate, that people want, or that they can't do without. Now, I guess, sure, that applies if you're a, like a singer or an actor. I mean, maybe even, uh, you know, like an investment advisor, maybe somebody uh, that counsels people or something like that. Um, but it's an interesting thing to, to think about, especially since it came from the, the mouth of Warren Buffett. Can you think of any other things that might fit into this category, Nick? I mean, I'm a fan of, you know, if you have a special skill or, you know, just do something that people can't replicate, that's the best thing you can do for yourself. I mean, whether, you know, this can apply to college, right? Right. right. Um, if you, I'm a big proponent that if you don't think school is for you, go to a trade school. Right. If you're the best mechanic out there, you will make more money than an average Joe. Right. If, if you're the best plumber out there, who cares? Just be at the top notch of your skill. Right. I, I, and, and I was taught that as a young age. And, you know, I, I that's my belief. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I think it's always a good strategy in general to think about developing a, a skill or an ability um, that either nobody else has or developing that, that ability to such a high level that nobody else can do that. I think the you know, plumber or electrician fits into that gambit. You know, I was thinking about, um, you know, you're, you're working as a first year um, attorney. Don't remind and, me, Dave. Please, yeah. please don't and, remind me. And there's all sorts of people uh, that come out of law school and grind out pleadings and interrogatories and stuff like that. But 
um, a young attorney with some clientele, a young attorney with some flair, with some ability to interact with people. Those are all skills that take first-year attorneys out of the library, um, puts out in the courtroom or in front of clients and, and makes them uh, more valuable, it, it seems to me. Um, number six, uh, understand your monthly spend and make choices wisely. You know, you're, you're probably going to have to do some horse trading, I think, in, in this economy to stay ahead. You may have to decide, I'm going to do a little bit of this and a little more of that. But I think if you're doing it very consciously, you're going to be better off. Cer certainly not just running through the month and then going, oh, my God, inflation caused me to have a, a 3000 or 300 a month deficit on my credit card. That's the absolute worst thing um, that, that you can do, you know? I heard Jim Cramer say the other day that in his opinion, and I like to listen to Jim Cramer, he's on the, the internet, he's on the, uh, the cable TV and CNBC. Said, and CNBC. And he said that uh, in his opinion, you know, hey, inflation may have hit its worst. He said there's now surplus inventories of many goods. You know, I think it was Target was reporting that they've got a surplus in their inventory. And that this means by definition that prices may tend start to start going down because goods are not as scarce. And uh, this is really great news, potential fertile ground, um, you know, for inflation to die down. And the Fed has dramatically increased interest rates in the last couple months in an attempt to throw some uh, cold water on the, the hot uh, uh, economy, especially the, the real estate part of the economy, and, and slow it down a little bit. So, you know, uh, maybe inflation is over, but uh, do I know that? Absolutely, I don't. Uh, who knows, really? Uh, the, the chairman of the Fed said this past week when he was testifying before Congress, he didn't really have any idea. All we can talk about are some of these surrounding factors and start to surmise because we are talking about macroeconomic terms and there's no, there's no absolute. But as we look for some of these little signs in the economy, these may be some clues as to what's coming down the line. All we can do is hope. So there you have it, some things that you can do to make inflation less impactful in your monthly spend or your financial life. Um, as we have said, one, don't know that you can't buck the trend to examine your spending habits. Unfortunately, we all need to do that. Number three, make more money doing some other things. Um, four, consider uh, I bonds, um, which is a new thing. And five, you know, consider developing a skill that people can't deal with that. And, and six, understand your monthly spend and, and make choices wisely. Nick. We had some emails, but I think that we have run long talking about this inflation. This is a big thing. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate you as always. As always, Dave, it's a pleasure. And if I don't forecast too much, Dave, our listeners might hear a future episode on how to ask their employer for a raise. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Let's do it. All right, everybody, come back in a couple of weeks because we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks for sure. But for now, again, thanks to Nick. Thanks for everybody listening. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.
You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.